You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Padres came out of the All-Star break uh, where they hosted the All-Star game. And, of course, they swept the Giants because everybody was clearly thinking that was going to happen. I'm just kidding, obviously. Um, that's not what anybody predicted. But let's talk about that a little bit. I'm Allison Twitter here with A.J. Casavell. A.J., um, okay, so the Padres, maybe they were just, well, most of the Padres weren't at the All-Star game, but maybe there was just such good feeling that they continued those. But when I saw Edwin Jackson taking a no-hitter into the seventh inning, I'm like, what is this? Then I thought, well, maybe it's because it was his debut and sometimes they flummox the opponent when they haven't been seen very much. Is that maybe what happened? Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's certainly on the surface what it seems like right now because you don't expect a guy like Edwin Jackson to come straight out of AAA and shut down the Giants, who have been maybe the best team in the National League during the first half. Uh, there might be something to be said about kind of the city of San Diego just carrying the momentum from the All-Star game into a really, really fun weekend series against the Giants. I don't, I don't know if that if, if you believe in those kind of things, but it certainly kind of felt like that. Uh, but, I mean, they got a great start out of Andrew Castro. They had a fun win on Saturday, and, and Sunday Edwin Jackson almost almost no-hit the Giants. So uh, it, it could have been some of that. I think there's, there's obviously that element of a guy coming up and surprising his opponent in his first start back. So by and make of it what you will, but it was it was definitely a fun weekend after a fun week. Yeah, I I guess sometimes you just never really know how teams are going to come out because I was making notes for these podcasts. And of course, okay, so the Padres they sweep the Giants, and then the Angels sweep the White Sox. So I don't know. Everyone wants to recharge the batteries, and I guess there's really no reason. I mean, the whole time I've been watching the Padres and paying attention in this first half, I've never. Said, like I've said this about the Angels, like, oh, my God, that's a terrible team. But I've never really said about the Padres, like, um, oh, these are just, like, awful players and a, and a bad team. I just I feel like they've got some youth and they do have some guys who can play a little bit. And so maybe they, they could have a good second half, even though they've made some trades that, you know, they've lost the veterans. But what do you think when you look at the second half? Well, I think that's a good, that's, that's a good way to sum it up for the first half because basically what's happened is, they haven't really been terrible and across the board at any time. They haven't really been great across the board at any one time. So at the start of the season, their pitching staff was really good. Their offense was bad. In the last month and a half, their offense has been really good. Their pitching staff has been bad. So they're kind of looking to put it all together in the second half of the season. Obviously, they've traded a few guys, and there's still a few more trade candidates. But I think if you look at if you look at it, they could. They're, now they're going on their toughest road trip of the season uh, right now, but after that, the schedule kind of eases up a little bit. They can string some wins together, maybe kind of develop that atmosphere that they're uh, that they're looking to build in the in the clubhouse. So I, they're they're really more than anything just looking to put it all together at the same time. Yeah, I was looking at uh, one of their wins against the Giants. So it's one of the games that you chalk up to. Uh, we'll take them as we can get them. A uh, walk off balk, uh, winning in walk off balk fashion, which is always good off of Casilla. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I mean, of course the Padres are not going to be like, oh, I feel so sorry for them. But at the same time, it's a really hard way to lose a game, right? Like you just kind of feel for the, the pitcher in that, in that, in that scenario. Yeah. But like you said, the Padres aren't, if you, if you think back to, uh, I think it was in May 
the Giants beat the Padres on on that awkward fly ball under the wind that fell between Matt Kemp and I forget who was playing second base at the time. And oh, right. it was just it was just weird. So I think if, if you look back on that, the Padres will take and and they were they started the season 0 and 9 against the Giants, uh, and then of course they sweep them to the second half. So they'll take any win any way they can get it, and I think it's one of those things. Uh, I don't know if this is true in any other sport other than baseball, but you can come to a ballpark for a team that's 13 games under 500 and see something you've never seen before and probably have a great time. So uh, it was it was a fun, interesting weekend. It definitely wasn't boring. It definitely wasn't kind of indicative of a team that's, that's kind of sitting in fourth fourth place right now. Yeah. Um, I think there's also something to the notion that, I don't know, when the second half gets started and it's like, okay, the teams that are in it, they know that they're in it. The teams that are way out of it, they also know it. And, and those teams might even be playing a little freer and a little looser uh, without the pressures of uh, – I, I mean, I, I like to think that players like kind of approach it the same every day. Sometimes there's just a different feeling when you're like, okay, well, now we have nothing to lose because all we've done is lose. So, you know, maybe it takes – you know, the mental side of the game, maybe that uh, – maybe that plays into it where, cause I've seen this happen a lot where like in the second half, a lot of really bad teams will kind of have like a really good three week stretch for no discernible reason. Yeah. And the Padres are kind of one of those teams that, that could have, that, that if you look in, if you project in the future a little bit, that could be where they're headed in, into maybe like a fun final month or two of the season. They've, they've got some prospects who I'm sure they're going to call up uh, eventually. And if you look at the clubhouse, they could have kind of faltered after they got off to that awful start against the Dodgers. Uh, they had the brutal loss against the Mariners. They traded some guys. And, hey, their offense has still been one of the best in, in baseball in the last month. And they've played some decent baseball. So, uh, like you said, you never know what's going to happen in baseball season. But I, I think they could be a, one, of the, one of the teams that kind of plays free and loose down the stretch and maybe wins a few games. And, I mean, they could affect – uh, an interesting race in the National League West with the Giants and the Dodgers because they've got a few games against those guys left. Yeah, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the All-Star game just to, to end this. Um, it's, I mean, there was no way that this was not going to be a great All-Star game uh, for the people who obviously come to cover it, for the people who come to enjoy it. Um, it's the most, it's America's prettiest city. The ballpark is conveniently located to anything else that you would want to be close to during the All-Star fans, uh, festivities, the fan fest, with concerts that were going on just down the way at the Embarcadero. Okay. So this was like great, uh, great time to be had by all, uh, and just your impressions of, you know, this packed stadium, uh, San Diego fans really got behind this whole thing. Uh, it seemed to be flawless. Did you feel that way, being in the middle of the coverage? Yeah, it was fun. It was probably the most, I mean, it's it, without a doubt the most fun three days I've had on the beat so far. I mean, obviously, it's, it's kind of a short, short time span, but uh, <laughs> it was just fun to see downtown buzzing, and it was really a buzz from Sunday night on. Uh, I, I did a lap for the All-Star game around stadium just to kind of soak in the atmosphere and trying to see what San Diego had to offer and I, I counted uh, 28 different jerseys or jerseys from different teams so the only ones that were missing were the Brewers and the Rays so it was just kind of a fun atmosphere for all of baseball to come together and then obviously with uh, the San Diego embrace Will Myers and Drew Pomerantz who was uh, obviously a Padre at the time so it was, uh, it was, it was really just a, a, a fun week a fun couple days a showcase for San Diego I think everyone kind of left saying Hey, why don't we do this more often? Why can't we come to San Diego more frequently? Uh, and that's, I actually <laughs> yeah. talked to Trevor Hoffman. I talked to Trevor Hoffman just before the All Star game, and he said, Yeah, everyone's going to come in. 
and then everyone's going to wonder why they're leaving. Uh, that was kind of the sense I got. Uh, it was it was just a showcase for San Diego. Uh, Fan Fest sold record numbers of, of merchandise. It was all, all around a fantastic couple days, and a, and it, San Diego really kind of showed off the city it is. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts was the pregame ceremony before the game. Uh, not only did they name the uh, batting title trophies after uh, two wonderful baseball players, including um, uh, Tony Gwynn, of course, and Rod Carew, but also uh, Trevor Hoffman coming out of the bullpen to deliver the first ball into in, in, Hell's Bells. It was really cool. They cleared the scoreboard as they did for every time he came in. Uh, then they played Hell's Bells. I was just kind of laughing because it took him a really long time to come in. One of the reasons <laughs> was he was saluting the fans, which was awesome, uh, that he kept stopping and kind of, you know, poking his chest and then waving to the fans, and that was great. Uh, but also just because he was walking and not really, like, jogging in. Uh, so I, but that that was really – I mean, I think that as far as, like, things that the San Diego – like the locals got out of it, that had to have been one of the coolest moments. Yeah, the Tony Gwynn tribute and then Hoffman entering, that was that was one of those moments that's like, you kind of stop, and I have a job to, uh, but I, I had to kind of stop and I got goosebumps and, and, and kind of just take a few seconds and you kind of like have to catch your breath because it's so cool. And then all of a sudden, then I realized, oh, shoot, I should be writing about this. Uh, but it was, <laughs> it was, you know, it was one of those moments that I think if you look back on the All-Star game, you should never remember the Stanton home run. But I think the coolest moment was, was the Gwynn tribute and the way the fans reacted, chanting chanting Tony's name, and, and then Hoffman coming to the Hell's Hells. That was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was wondering how they were going to handle everything. I mean, not, you know, the Padres don't have the richest uh, history in all of baseball, but they certainly did um, pay homage to all of the great the greats with their, and Randy Jones throwing at the first. Oh, it was just great. So, okay, very good. And I'm, I am glad for everybody, especially the Padres, that it's over and they can get back to business. Um, but it was a really good time. So, okay, AJ, thank you so much. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.